Hello and welcome to the first ever live stream of radio. Um, a, a podcast by entrepreneurs for entrepreneurs uh, run out of the Entrepreneurs Organization in South Africa. I'm one of your hosts, Ross Drakes, and I'm here with Rich Marholland and Andrew Brown, who seems to have disappeared. No, Andrew's here. Um, so welcome to the podcast. Thank you. Thanks, guys. Good to have you. I see we've got Nick Harry Lambus in the audience. Hey, Nick. Nice to see you. Cool. So, so I suppose the, the whole point of this um, recording is to share with people very short um, and punchy advice from entrepreneurs who are doing amazing things with their businesses in this time of strife. Um, and I think Andrew, you've yeah, done Sebastian having a bad time. He's, he's banging <laughs> on the door, yes. <laughs> Okay, go for it. <laughs> so, so Andrew, I mean, you've you've got two businesses. You've got the Daily Buzz, and you've got Craft Coffee, um, and you've made some some pretty difficult decisions in the last while. Can you can you tell the listeners what you've done? Well, in fact, before that, yes. do you want to maybe give us an introduction yep. to your business, as if we asked you two months ago? Oh yes, I forgot the the powerful um, question: is you got to give us your elevator pitch, Andrew? Okay, my elevator pitch is that uh, I, I tell everyone that we're the best part of their working day. Um, and what we do, and this is the daily buzz, is we operate coffee bars inside big office buildings. Um, I've got a whole lot of friendly baristas that um, welcome customers in and make a really awesome cup of coffee so that when people leave our space, they, they leave in a much better mood than they arrived. Um, and then the other part of the business is craft coffee. Um, it's a roastery, coffee roastery based in Newtown. We roast and package and sell coffee. We wholesale coffee and it's, um, in my opinion, the most distinctive coffee in South Africa. Cool. So so that was your, your pre-COVID-19 elevator pitch. Um, can you share with the audience some of the, some of the hard decisions that you've had to make over the last while um, to, to survive this, this pandemic? Oh, wow. Um, sure. Uh, I think um, when the president announced that we're going to that state of disaster, um, that next week I just saw my sales drop like from 80, 70, 60%. Um, so by the Wednesday, I decided we're going to go down to four out of five days of um, work week so to cut the salary cost to 80%. And the next day, the Thursday, I actually woke up and I, I knew I had to shut or suspend my business. So um, by Friday, end of Friday, we'd actually suspended the business. And this was before um, the state of lockdown had been announced, which was on the Sunday. Um, and, and the reason I did it so quickly is my reserves were pretty low. Um, I, I think just given the state of the, the economy, um, I, I'd just seen um, our sales being stagnant. And also, I hadn't cut costs as quickly as I should have. And it's something that I I kind of regret and feel quite guilty about and think, am I a good business person for not doing that? Um, but it's something I've come to terms with over these weeks in lockdown and having lots of time for reflection. Um, so what happened is end of, um, end of March, I paid all of my guys. They got a full salary. Um, and now sitting in April, no one is getting paid. We're not trading at all. Um, the only trading we are actually doing is um, we're selling coffee online. And at the moment, that's a bit of a hack because uh, I, I'm pretty clueless when it comes to um, digital marketing. 
Um, so, and even that is I've got um, some of my, my team still working. They're not getting paid and the guys are still pitching up for calls and for check-ins, um, which, which I'm really, really grateful for. Um, today, uh, like I actually need to issue something where um, uh, we've taken the decision that I'm going to cut salaries or management salaries down to 45% of um, pre-crisis uh, pre, uh, levels. And for the rest of my staff, it's going to go to 55% with a minimum of 3,500, which is the, the minimum amount that gets paid out by UIF. Um, so that, that's been an incredibly tough, tough decision. Um, Supplier-wise, I've paid 50% of what was due to my suppliers at the end of March, and I've really kept back on, um, on, on, on cash so I can conserve as much as possible. I mean, something else I've also been doing, I was on a call earlier with, um, with my bankers. Uh, it's one of the big blue banks. Um, and my approach there has really been to, um, uh, my new motto is get naked fast, is, is to really be as transparent <laughs> as possible. Um, and, and, and really just say like my business is, uh, can we see on here? My business is, uh, is, yes, you can. Uh, and, um, like I really need their support. Um, if they withdraw my overdraft and my financing facilities, I told them today, I said, if you withdraw them, I'm going to liquidate my business. So, and the nice thing about it was they, very understanding and they've given me assurance that they're not going to withdraw my, my facilities um, and um, they, they're there to support me. So I'm, I'm really, really grateful for that. And like I, I've actually, I've been spending more time on the phone to my bank um, trying to get their support and also trying to see if I can um, access things like uh, marketing and trying to do things like um, we've got a relief market, a relief coffee campaign is, um, is to see whether they prepared to come in as a co-sponsor. And the idea there is, is to offer coffee at, at really good price and really good credit terms to the hospitality industry so that we can do a little bit to help people get back on their feet, help their cash flow. Um, so, yeah, I've been uh, really thinking about what to do. And so, can I ask you, what has the uh, response been? I'd like out of interest, like, so you're one of the first companies to be so decisive what has happened, I guess, as the response of your team and then the response of your peers? And, you know, what did people say? You made a decision that I admire a lot, but I can imagine some people would have felt was unpopular. Oh, sure. Um, you, you know what, Rich? I have, the, there hasn't been anyone that's come back to me and said, this is like, this is a bad decision. Why are you doing this? I mean, my staff, um, like, I was absolutely amazed at the, the humility and the understanding that came through when. When I did announce it, in fact, the morning I announced it, which is the Friday before the president announced lockdown, like I, I, like I sat down with my management team around the table and, and I actually just broke down. I broke down into tears. I, like I really didn't know what to say. Um, and, and what happened then is everyone just started saying, well, it's not your fault. It's like it's a much bigger situation that you're part of. Um, it's not like you've been running the business badly, although that's what I felt I, I had been doing. Um, and like I got a lot of support from them and a lot of like just kind of like understanding and humility, which I wasn't expecting. Um, and and I'm sort of amongst friends and colleagues and like even the EO network, I've, I just had a whole lot of people messaging me, calling me and um, I'm so, so grateful for that. How did you, 
how did you know it was coming? I mean, like, I think one of the things that struck me the most is, is you know, most people were still optimistic and thinking it wasn't going to happen or pretending it wasn't happening or just outright denying it. And you just seemed to to see it coming and you jumped in front of it like, like I, I don't think I saw anybody else react as fast or as, as definitively as you did. Yeah, I, th- I think, um, I mean, I, at the time, I remember saying to people, it's kind of like we can all see this tsunami coming. Um, and some people are, are, are like shooting arrows at the, the tsunami, expecting it to keep it at bay. And I mean, my my thing is I could just see my financial position. Every day I stayed open, the hole that I was digging for myself was getting deeper and deeper. And, 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 and uh, like my thinking was that, the deeper I dig my hole, the longer it's going to take me to pull out of here. And eventually I'm going to dig it so deep that I just can't get back out again. Um, and then that kind of precipitated my decision. I, I don't know, maybe it was the universe speaking to me, just saying when I woke up on the, I think it was the Thursday morning, just saying that this is the future. You, you've got to act fast, otherwise and decisively. Otherwise it's, it is going to be the end. I mean, even now, like I sometimes think the sky is going to fall on my head. And next morning I wake up and, well, the sky hasn't fallen on my head. I'm still alive. And there's still a whole lot of people, like over 100 people, that um, I, I need to get this business back up so I can at least employ some of the people um, and and do my, my small part for, for the economy. Can you tell me, um, so you've obviously had it for some time while running around and you know fixing all these moving parts to reflect on, because you mentioned at the beginning that maybe there were certain decisions that you'd made that you know meant that you were in the situation you were in. In your reflection, in the rebuild of your business um, going forward, have you given some thought to what you would maybe do differently? And is there anything you're excited about building going forward? Sure. Is there anything I would do differently? Uh, sure. If I'd gone back, kind of pre pre crisis um I, I would have started to cut costs uh, yeah sorry i'm not saying what you would have done differently because of the crisis i mean if you're rebuilding your business what would you like to do that you hadn't done two years ago uh sure so streamline the business um and 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 make uh well like i have done make pay of, of people a lot more um aligned with the performance of the business um uh and I suppose the other thing is um, give 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 my employees uh, like I feel sometimes that I really just step in the way and I trip myself up and I trip everyone else up because I've been in the business for the last thirteen years and I've got a very set way of thinking. Um, in fact, I'd just come back two weeks before from Pakistan and I was all ready to go off there and start a business. Uh, I, the, the 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 Saturday before the president announced the disaster, I'd announced that I was appointing two co-CEOs in my business um, to actually run the business so I could step out and 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 start looking at Pakistan. Um, and then like a like a week later I was suspending my business. So um uh, the other question, Rich, in terms of like what am I excited about? Like I think this time that we've got um is an absolute gift. Um and like I, I'm so excited by like this EO network and being tapped into the network and jumping on all webinars to to understand what people are doing around the world. Like there've been some awesome ones coming out of APAC, the Asia Pacific region, um, 
where they lockdown has been lifted and really just hearing what those businesses are doing, how they're pivoting, how they're responding, and also what the business environment is like that um, lockdown has been lifted. I think your tough times are, are going to be with us for quite some time. Customers are not, not exactly flocking, flocking back into the retail stores, into the restaurants and coffee bars. And I mean, you know, so you were, you know, your business was the daily buzz. And I know quite a few people that work in buildings that you served. Um, and that cup of coffee was a every day or twice a day experience for them. Have you had any any people reaching out to you and, and contacting you? Like, what has it been like for your 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 customers that you used to serve? Sure. So I, I think... Um... Some of my customers, and actually my staff don't know this, but um, the sort of within in, in Standard Bank, and I'm going to mention them, um, there have been some guys that have been like they've through their CSI initiatives, they, they're raising funds to to at least um, contribute to the salaries of the guys that are not, not getting paid this month. So the baristas that serve them every day. Um, and this is an initiative that they've taken like off mm. their own bat. I haven't, I haven't asked for it. Um, I mean, there's even one of the guys is so like involved. He's he's um, getting uh, messaging the marketing director on LinkedIn, and he's um, he's coming up with all sorts of ideas for crowdfunding for me, and um, how how people can uh, stump up and they can they can buy an equity stake. And I've got to have that conversation with him this weekend. Um, and like it's amazing that all the people that I've spoken to are just so supportive with. Um, with what is actually going going on with the business, and they really really do want the daily bus to come back. I mean, it's uh, it's like as I said, it's I like to think of it. It's the most important part of their or the the best part of their working day is, is coming to us and and grabbing a cup of coffee and just experiencing a a, a really good uh, really good vibe buzz daily buzz. So. <laughs> <laughs> So, so I love that. I love that you've been sort of super honest. That you know that you, I think the word you said earlier is to get naked fast, and and you are super honest with people. And it seems like the the generosity is starting to come back to you. Um, how are you in your position now? How are you able to you know, like you mentioned earlier, that you're trying to provide coffee beans to people, even though your business is is in theory not not generating any revenue. Like how how are you even thinking about being generous when? When nothing is is happening in your your company, so so I think the, I mean the, the the generosity there's a business um, kind of uh, impetus behind the whole thing. The, the the generosity is is really see if I can, I suppose, go to our suppliers, the green bean suppliers, get some some decent uh, coffee at, at a really good price out of them, um, and then also see whether I can work with the bank. And I was just on a call an hour ago also trying to see whether I could get some facilities out of them. Um, sort of besides saying to them they need to keep my existing overdraft facility, I'm actually asking for more. Um, and um, the, the, the guys are saying, well, it only looks like in level two that restaurants and hospitality is going to open up and that's only likely to be much later in the year. So uh, like, uh, I mean, my, my objective is I want to be at the front of the queue and I want to be there with um, with my pants down saying kind of this is me, this is where my business is at. Um, I, I really want to get it back up and running. And the hope is that we sign up a whole lot of customers for this relief coffee. 
um, so that we can help them a little bit. But in the long run, I would hope that we're going to retain those customers and they've become lifelong customers for, for my coffee roastery. Um, so there is definitely a business um, business incentive for me. However, like if we can do our little bit now, um, the more we can get hospitality back on, on their feet, um, it's just kind of the pie is going to be bigger for us in terms of the market that's available. Um, and I mean, even like the whole thing is this, it's such a big employer and it's been one of the industries that's been, uh, it's almost like the canary in the cage in the coal mine. Um, we, the hospitality industry is the canary and the canary's on the floor of the cage um, about to take its last breath, I think, in many cases for these hospitality businesses. Well, so, so I mean, one of the, the questions me and Rich were kicking around on the last episode was, what are the habits that you've realized that you, you should leave behind, you know, from your business? And what are the new habits that have kind of formed over the last couple of weeks that you wish to carry with you, yeah. you know, into the next next iteration of your business? Yeah. So habits, like one habit that I've started is um, just phoning in the morning when I wake up, generally, uh, like I'm a little bit depressed or like worried about where things are going because I think my mind switches on even before I open my eyes. Um, and one thing I found that's really helped me is picking up the phone or dialing someone and just saying, hey, how are you? What's going on? Like, where are you at? Phoning customers, phoning my staff, wishing them happy birthday. It, it really gets me into a great space. And I, I think um, psychologically, when you engage the, the verbal side of things, Rich, maybe you know something about this, but it kind of switches off the subconscious. Um, so those those tapes that are playing in, in the background when I'm talking, like I'm talking now, it, it switches off those negative tapes that are really a part of me. So that's one really good thing that's, that's, um, that I've been doing. The other thing that I've also learned is like I must just walk into my fears. Um, and a good example of that is um, today I had my first call. I set the whole thing up with the CEOs of all the big coffee companies in South Africa. I got the CEO of Seattle, of Vida, of Motherland, of um, of uh, uh, bootleggers on a call. And it was very much like an EO-style call, um, looking to just uh, share our stories and, and, and where we're currently at. And like I was proud to say, we started on time, we ended on time with a minute, and everyone had an opportunity to talk. And everyone came back. Their takeout from the call was they really enjoyed it and they want to have another one. So like... Ah, oh, she's. I'm. I'm actually so so proud and actually so. Uh, I suppose excited that that I managed to pull that off and, and get everyone in the same in the same room. I must say, I think in general, what I've found about this time is it's uh, the best thing that's happened here is uh, this situation is like an alien invasion, and so a lot of previous differences didn't don't seem to be that important now. So it's like for the first time in our, at least in my history, the world has been attacked by aliens. And the only thing that matters is that we're humans trying to work to work together towards a common good. I still think there's going to be a little bit of a race as well. And that will happen maybe once we beat the aliens, then we're going to come out running and there's going to be a race and that, you know, uh, some elbowing. But it, but it is unbelievable to me how people who were competitors before are now, are now compatriots. I love that. I think there's also like one thing we're seeing is people who 
like they just wouldn't ask the question. So if you ask them to do a thing or to think about something, they were just not interested. All of a sudden, the the number of conversations that you can have if you if you're bold enough to have them, people are open to it. They're willing to change things that they've always done this way. They've always thought of it yeah. like that. It just I think the opportunity to to have those conversations now is is one that's not going to repeat itself probably in our business lifetime. Andrew, share the details with the Relief Coffee Initiative. Um, could you share some details about where people can find out more about that? Uh, yes, I'll do. Um, I, I will do that. So we're posting um, some uh, some information on um, on Facebook and also Instagram and Twitter. Um, and uh, yeah, so it kind of we 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 dribble feeding that that campaign at the moment and the idea is to get people to to sign up and i mean as i said on the so on the um social media side of digital marketing it's very much a, a case of uh try stuff and see what works and um uh try and get our heads around where, where we currently are okay great um i think i mean i guess communication is one of the most important things to <laughs> to be doing right now and in fact i just wanted to ask you have you thought about anything so we were, were chatting to a company down here there's a vegan eatery they make it's called kind kitchen and the guy had to, he'd been sitting because funny enough what you said about the tape playing in your head i found busyness shuts it out so conversation is one way but as long as i'm busy and have something to do um then that's you know amazing but as soon as i put my head on the pillow then i start you know the, the, the tape starts playing um, and i had been chatting to him and he's a chef and now he's sending out so people are ordering from him. They they can download the recipe of the week and then go into his live stream where he teaches people how to make things. Um, is there anything you guys could do around, like with your customers? I mean, could you have coffee hours? Could you have things uh, where your baristas teach people how to make things? Uh, is there anything you can do in that regard? Yeah, I, th I think there's there's definitely scope for that. Is, um, is, is creating some sort of coffee theater and, and sharing that with... Um, sharing that with, with our customers. And I mean, I, I've just been thinking about like, how do we link that maybe with a live performance of a band or a performer of sorts to try and differentiate ourselves in some way? Because I, I think there's a lot of online stuff about how do you make a plunger um, coffee or how do you make a pour over or something like that. Um, and, and we need to figure out um, how, how we can differentiate ourselves by, um, by, by introducing um, something unique or something different also something that's um south african um and and also tells a story i mean that's one of the things that I, i'm hearing come up over and over again is authenticity have a narrative and and tell a story i mean we we're we're in africa and, and africa is about stories so uh, it's trying to figure out how how we um how we weave all of that into into the way that we market um our coffee and 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 the business I mean, the, the oldest advice in, in sort of marketing is that sex sells and you've already expressed a lot of interest in being naked. So potentially there's an angle here for a, a naked barista or something like that. Um. <laughs> the naked barista, yes. <laughs> that, that's a great idea, Ross. Um, I mean, that, and that do it. Be really <laughs> idea. I think it's an amazing idea. Could you imagine <laughs> Andrew sitting with his plunger? Yes. 
boiling water and exposed <laughs> pots. It's, it's yeah, uh, I mean, nothing, nothing could go wrong. Lovejoy mentioned in the comments, virtual home barista yeah, courses to improve people's coffee making skills at home. And there are channels like that, but specifically, I mean, around your community, um, you know, the, the, the kind of people that you already interact with, if the best part of their day was joining, meeting for a cup of coffee. So one of the things, for example, that businesses have been having is what's called water cooler hours. And, you know, you meet for your team, you have a water cooler session. Shouldn't it be a daily buzz session? Like, uh, like, uh, couldn't you maybe own that water coolers? I, and I don't know, maybe I'm overthinking it, but I feel like this is a great opportunity to still be people's favorite part of the day. If that was the business you were in, then you actually transcend the commodity. Yeah, actually, that's a great idea, Rich. I was on a call yesterday with uh, Rob Robert Glazer. Um, he did a webinar, and there's a software called Donut. And Donut is specifically, they run a remote company. They've got 300 people around the States and the world. And they've got this software called Donut. And basically what it does is it, it, it tees up people to come together and to have that coffee chat or that donut chat, as they call it. Um, um, and that, that's actually a brilliant idea for the daily buzz because everyone's going to be missing their daily buzz. I think um, it's something to, uh, to, to explore. Thank you. And yeah, maybe a cool thing that people could join some platform and come in and then just have their daily balance and just to own that kind of branding of it. And there was a question that was asked down in the questions area. And the question said, um, referring to what Richard asked, how, um, what will happen after teaching people how to make their own meals, coffees, etc.? Do you think businesses will survive after that? Won't people opt out um, for doing it themselves uh, after the pandemic? I guess the question is, I mean, how lazy do we think people are ultimately? Because I, I think the information is there. I know how to make, I watch the videos to make my home cup of coffee, but I still like going because I guess what we realize is we're more than just a community. Eating out isn't just, isn't just about calories. I don't know what you guys' thoughts are on that. That's, I mean, I think this stuff is yeah. always easier to do. It's easy to do but it's not as easy to do well. And I think that's what like businesses do. You know, the daily buzz specializes in creating an experience and a great cup of coffee. It's not just about a good cup of coffee. Like I can make a good cup of coffee at home, but it's, I don't think the same, the same thing. Yeah. Yeah. Andrew? I mean, for, for me, I think it's about, um, I mean, we're in the business of bringing people together and creating a, like a community point. Um, and that's just such a sad thing about this COVID-19 virus is that it, we have to have social distancing as a result. So I, I think our environment is certainly going to change, but human beings love to get together, um, whether that's virtually or it's at a, at a coffee store. Um, and that's particularly what we see in the, in the corporate environments where we operate is um, it's people come there for the, for the social aspect. Um, and it's not necessarily to drink the coffee, I think a lot of people do drink the coffee, but the, the social aspect of coming there, meeting friends, even just standing in the queue, catching up on social media is, is such an important one. And it's, it's a break from, from the routine of, of the office. So like getting together, coffee is community. Um, and uh, community, I don't think is going to go away. I think the, the format of coming together in communities is going to change with, um, with social distancing. And, and we're going to have to adapt our business to to that that new norm, um, whatever that is. So what I would say, though, to a degree, is actually, if anything, community has taken has leveled up. 
um, to go back to our earlier point, um, we're actually leveling up as being a community. We're just doing it in a different form. I mean, just what you mentioned about you you getting to jump onto calls and people are sharing information. I mean, people have given us a time machine. Hey, we're a month ahead of you. This is what it's going to look like. Uh, that's a community reaching out to people across from the planet who they've never met and never will meet and sharing advice about it. Like, how amazing is that? There are communities expanded outside just... Uh, you know, where we met. Yeah, I, I think that's definitely, and if you look at the, the EO community, for instance, um, how, how that's just opened up. And I mean, now I can attend an event absolutely anywhere in the world because um, because I've got the technology to do that. And because the, the organizations moved largely online and, and, and everything's open up. So those communities are opening up. And I think certainly entrepreneurs are going to be at the front of, of these communities and, and looking at what the opportunities are. I, I do think there is going to be a lot more sourcing of sourcing local. Um, so, so people looking at where, where goods are coming from, um, the traceability, um, and, and, and also sourcing local to support local. So we're supporting local jobs. I think that's going to be a big trend in, in the future. Uh, I fully agree. We see... I think people being pulled apart or forced apart is going to kind of create this almost like backlash against it. I think people are going to pull together in some way or another in a much harder, you know, like in a much more steadfast way than ever before. Um, I think, you know, the idea that everything's going to be the same, it isn't. But I also think in the end of the day, I think Nick said it earlier that we, we like our, our, our habits. We like the things that we like and, and being denied them isn't going to make us not like them anymore. I think if anything, it's going to make people want that and relish that experience even more. I think the idea of going to a coffee shop and buying a cup of coffee feels like such a treat to me, whereas it was something that I just did every day. Like I didn't really think about it. I just autopiloted into the shop bought the coffee and autopiloted back out again. Now, I think the first time I step past the threshold into that shop is going to be like a, a thrill um, again. Yeah, I guess it's the novelty of that that we're looking forward to going back. I think on the flip side, some people might have realized that like with regard, like Jazz and I were reflecting on, you know, maybe we won't eat out so much um, in the future. You know, maybe we're really enjoying sitting around the table. But uh, Andrew's point is that he was never in the business of the commodity. He actually was in the business of the community and the location for people, giving people a break in the day. So funnily enough, if caffeine was outlawed tomorrow, he could still, the, the needs, the problem he solves still exists, right? Totally. Uh, I mean, one of my far-out ideas is actually to start something like a temperance bar. In other words, a bar with no alcohol in it. Um, because I think the consumption of alcohol is is going to drop. I mean, I think that will be one of the, the outcomes of this this um, this new normal is, is yes. consumption of things like alcohol will drop. If my household is anything to go by, the consumption of alcohol is increasing on an exponentially rapid scale. The longer lockdown continues, really. See, I mean, I'm a teetotaler, so I'm okay. I mean, every, every time anybody says um, to me on like social media, if I say anything, like, oh, there's another, uh, uh, you know, suburban dude who's just upset that he can't get his alcohol and cigarettes. I'm like, well, <laughs> don't smoke, don't drink, my friend. <laughs> oh, you're roast chicken then. Well, <laughs> so 
Yeah. So, anyway, guys, I think we've got to wrap this up now. We've gone six minutes over or 30 minutes, but um, really, really amazing chatting. Uh, Ross, what do you think? Are we at about time? Yeah, I think, Andrew, just to close it out, like, what is, like, if you could land a message on people, like, what is the number one thing that you, you'd think people should hold in their head um, kind of to, to weather the next six to 18 months? Um, I received my payslip today. It says uh, a zero on it. Um, I'm going to put it up on my wall. So um, that in 18 months, I look back and I'm going to be okay. Um, everything is going to be okay. I'll still be alive. So, I mean, that, that's my message. Everything is going to be okay. Um, we, we're just going to be living, living in a different, different world in, in the future. So that, that's my message. It, it, everyone will be okay. That's amazing. Thank you very much, Andrew. Thanks, dude. Thanks for sharing. Yeah. So, so just to wrap it all up, you guys have been uh, living along with a, a live stream of Radio, which is a podcast by the Entrepreneurs Organization in South Africa. If you are an entrepreneur and you would like some info about it, go to eonetwork.org. You can find out everything that's there. And I can say that the, the network has been one of the most powerful things that have helped me and my business survive this, this time. Um, so so I, I, I heartily encourage you to do that um, and just a quick shout out to our sponsors to, to LabourNet that I think are helping a lot of the entrepreneurs through this you guys are amazing and to BidVest um, you guys have not been as useful but you probably are going to be amazing at some point in the future when we're allowed we to again, again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, so thank you very much for, for tuning in. And, and the last call I'd say is that if, if you think there's somebody who needs to hear this, um, please share it with them because I think that's, that's sharing this information is going to help a lot of people. So thank you very much. And this is me signing off. Peace. Yeah. Later, guys. Thanks very much. And I think the two words to hear for today is get naked fast. <laughs>